0: Welcome to the Soccer Podcast where we talk soccer in Delaware, soccer in the rest of the world and everything in between. My name is Sebastian and this week I'm joined here by Dwayne. Futsal King. Futsal King. Is that what you're going by? Is that are we uh are we are we calling you
1: the Futsal King and is that going to be the name of the episode this week? Yeah. I mean I'm, I got a compliment earlier this week that said thanks for putting this together because we missed the old UD tournament. So, I think I'll just be the self proclaimed futsal king. Look at you, man. All right. I'm the, futsal, the futsal savior.
0: <laughs> if, I mean, if, if, from what I've known about you for the last, uh, last four or five years that we've known each other, in the last two and a half that we've been podcasting together, uh, if there's one thing I know about Dwayne is that Dwayne does not lack any sort of confidence the majority of the time. Um, yeah. at least more verbally in front of others uh can't 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 lack confidence in this world can't lack confidence in this world is that is that your uh
1: gotta go out there you gotta go hard yeah
0: all right fair enough yeah so i mean yeah you have a football tournament coming up in a couple weeks um registrations for recreational programs around the state are all open
1: all around the state huh all around the state yeah i heard that New program popping up in Middleton or in Wilmington.
0: That is correct. Yeah. I am uh, I am running a program in Wilmington uh through sporting Delaware. So it's the uh, Wilmington Recreational League. Uh we're we're in partnerships with uh future soccer stars, FSS. Uh be able to provide some soccer opportunities for, for some kids in Wilmington. That's awesome. Starting starting with a U8 and a U 10 H group, um starting out small just to make sure things are manageable. Um, you know, we've been providing some coaching resources, uh, for all the volunteers. So uh visit, um, visit our website or on Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff.
1: Google Google them. He <laughs> don't know what the, they don't have a website. <laughs> <laughs> Google them. Google uh, them. Google him. He doesn't have a website yet. The website's coming.
0: No, know I got a website, man. I oh, got a website. Yeah, of course, man. Of course, we got a we got a website, man. That's cool. Just go to Wilmington or Sporting well, sportingdelaware.com. And then uh, and it's in there. Wilmington Recreational Soccer League. It's awesome.
1: You can register. We start April 1st. Um, so yeah, so all around the state. Just get so you, you're get starting April on. 1st. I'm starting April 1st. Hokes is starting April 1st. You know when DYSA is starting? Uh April, hold on, let me guess. Uh April 15th. No, April 8th.
0: <laughs> oh, on the weekend where uh, Easter weekend. Great. That sounds <laughs> that sounds promising.
1: So everybody was on this side and they were on that side.
0: Yeah. yeah. Good good thing we all communicate with each other. Seems like
1: Yeah. It. Great, great job. in this large state, we just yeah. do a lot of talking.
0: All right. Yeah. That's well done.
1: Um all right.
0: Uh we, we have an interview today from the convention. Uh Dr. Bob
1: hit, hit him with it one time, Sebastian.
0: Hits.org. That's Hits s.org Hits.org, man. Uh, we've learned about not concussions as Dr. Bob quickly tells me right off the bat. I thought in that moment, I gotta be honest with you, in that mo- in that moment when I said, Let's talk about concussions, and he goes, No. Uh this isn't concussions and i was like oh boy i just made dr bob mad and he's going to get mad and this is not going to go well. uh but yeah. it turned out to be actually a really really fun interview i learned a lot um i learned a lot and realized that dr bob is a is a pretty cool guy
1: yeah uh, he's he's a cool guy man and again totally informative um good guy learned a lot i mean you know you broke it down to what what a concussion is what a concussion isn't Yes. So and
0: impacts and long term impacts of heading the ball.
1: Yes, or taking hits.
0: Um. But yeah. So make sure make sure if you're an over forty person, if you have a, if you're a, I've been using this uh, I've been using the term life form. If you're an over forty life form, um, and you've at some point played any sort of soccer. Uh, make sure you visit hits.org that's h-i-t-s-s.org.
1: there you go in your radio voice
0: yeah enroll in a uh, in one of the research studies that they're doing at boston university so all
1: right we'll listen
0: to that now Dwayne, um do you know what the coolest gift
1: i've gotten from the convention a brain I, it is a brain but oh, you were born with a brain i, I was i was that's, born a, with... that's a that's a shot towards your mom man
0: no, I'm just saying. No, I'm just saying. The coolest, well, like, I, it's a, it's a brain. I have this little brain that's like I can squeeze, uh, which I think is the, by, by far the, the coolest gift that I've gotten so far. Um, and that gift was brought to you, brought to us uh, by Dr. Bob Stern. He's a professor of neurology, neurosurgery, and anatomy and neurobiology at Boston University. I was, I had to read it four times to make sure I was spelling all the words
1: correctly in my head. And- I think he might be the most <laughs> certified doctor. That's a shot. I'm sending a shot that we've had on the podcast. He's the first medical doctor we've had on the podcast, right? No. No? No. Dr. Ian Hennessy. Ah, he does have a medical... He does. Yes. Uh, But, but... Uh, but I, was, I was sending a shout out the uh, education doctor. But,
0: doctor, okay, can we could just go with Dr. Bob? You can, and Bob. Just Bob or Dr. Bob? You can
1: do We Bob. have to put respect. I'm, I'm a firm believer. Here. When it's a doctor, you've done the research, you've done the work, you've got to put some respect. Dr. Bob. No, I wouldn't say so.
2: <laughs> Emperor. <laughs> How about emperor? Emperor Bob? Emperor. <laughs> yeah, emperor. <laughs> I gave you the cool ball. Come
1: yeah, on. You I'm did. Yeah, I have the brain. The brain yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, all right. How do you say the emperor in Spanish? Emperador. Uh, no, I'm good.
0: All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, Bob, you're here to talk about concussions and impacts. Mom? Yeah. You know, I'm not
2: really here to talk about concussions. Okay. Not concussions. Uh-huh. Believe it or not. Okay. Impact. Impacts. Okay. Let's talk yeah. about that. All right.
0: What's the difference?
2: Big one. Um, a concussion is when you get your head hit or your body hit and your head moves violently back and forth. Uh, and you have symptoms. You know, doesn't need a loss of consciousness, but you have some kind of s- weird symptoms afterwards. With the more important thing for me, when it comes to long-term consequences of getting your head hit, we're more concerned about what's called sub-concussive trauma, and by that I mean hits to the head. More the body that moves the head that don't rise to the point of having those symptoms of concussion. And if you don't know that you've got any symptoms, then you probably just keep on hitting your head. So think about it in football, American football. Okay, sorry. American football. Uh, you got those big helmets on. Yeah. Think about every play of every game and every practice. People are hitting their heads over and over again. But it doesn't hurt. So in American football, I'm not talking about those gigantic hits that lead to people falling on the ground and having a problem coming back to their feet. I'm talking about um, those routine plays that have some impact to that brain that, over time, it seems to start this process in the brain that eventually can lead to destruction of brain tissue spread of a disease in the brain called CTE, and later life problems with thinking and memory and behavior, and leading to dementia, where it gets in the way of daily life. That's American football, so why am I here? Yeah. Why uh, the heck am I
1: here? We're not American football coaches, no. so why are you here? Not yeah, I got confused. Wrong <laughs> <laughs> convention. <but> yeah. <laughs> Now,
2: uh, sadly, there's building evidence to suggest that there may be a problem with heading in soccer because that heading does similar types of things as those other hits that you might have in American football or in boxing, which is where this whole thing started. But in heading, now we know that even just after a season of routine heading across all different levels of play, there are changes in the brain the way people are able to think and remember things, but also changes in the chemistry in the brain, and the structural integrity of the brain structures. So that's one piece of evidence, but then moving further down the course there was this study in Scotland a couple years ago where They found that uh, amongst all the former professional soccer players in Scotland compared to same age matched people in the general community, those former soccer players had a significantly higher risk of dying from neurodegenerative diseases. Three and a half to five times more risk of dying with neurodegenerative disease. And we're talking about them studying thousands of people. Yeah. Well, that was a little concerning, don't yeah, you think? That, yeah, absolutely. That's, that's absolutely. <laughs> and so they had on their death certificates things like Alzheimer's disease. Probably wasn't, though. There probably was a variety of different diseases, uh, including CTE. Um, They also had a a larger number of drugs for treating dementia when they were alive. Subsequent study looked at what the positions were that had the greatest risk for dying with these neurodegenerative diseases. Well, goalkeepers were not at increased risk. Now, that's interesting, because you think about... They would have the
1: most impact, right?
2: They have the biggest impact, like, you know, when they get a knee to the head or a head to the goalpost, something like that. But that, remember, is not what we're talking about. We're talking about the repetitive, subconcussive, over and over again. So
1: we're talking after they made the save, the punts.
2: The punts that then get headed. Yeah. And so, guess who it is that has the highest risk out, this is, this kind of the folks in the outfield especially were you a defender uh, he was yes. yeah well
1: <laughs> and, and, <laughs> Sorry. and growing like i am a little bit older than the, the heading rules and mm-hmm. i'm just thinking about all the headers like you don't let the ball bounce I and mean, it's heading the ball and it it becomes a you know what do we say it was the word unconsciously competent yes. right? yeah, so yeah. it became a thing where the ball's in the air you the just headed. go for
2: it yeah well, no. think about if you're if you're younger if you're older than the heading rules in the United States, you probably did a whole lot of heading drills as a kid.
1: But but we always used I remember we always used the softer
2: ball. Not that but that's good. That's a newer kind of thing. Uh, in the days when my kids were playing soccer, uh, they didn't do that. Um, they used. Yeah, you know, regular... <laughs>
1: good thing I don't train headers at practice because... <laughs>
2: <laughs> and, and, and so in addition to defenders having the highest risk for dying from a neurodegenerative disease from the Scottish players, it was also the longest career that resulted in increased risk. So that's one other kind of concerning piece of evidence. But then on there's mm-hmm. been um, 15... Uh, former players, I think 14 professional, one semi-pro, who died after having either uh, dementia for the older ones, one ha- uh, two had ALS, Lou Gehrig's disease, um, and they all had chronic traumatic encephalopathy, CTE, diagnosed in their brain after they died. So CTE is indeed found in people who headed the ball. These guys all were known as big headers with very few known concussions. So does that mean we, know, we have the answers? And does that mean, Dwayne, you should really be scared to death right now? No, 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 we don't
1: no. have the I, I didn't have a long career, so <laughs> no. I think I'm on the safe side.
0: <laughs>
1: that
2: made me feel better when you said that. We really don't know. I mean, it's enough that there's so much research being done on this stuff now. Um, But as someone who has been studying the long-term consequences of getting your head hit in American football for a long time now, um, I'm starting to really want to find some answers. And uh, so rather than people going around saying things that aren't really based on science, one way or the other, Oh, you know, headers are fine. There's no problem. How can they're just headers? Or we should ban all heading completely. I'd rather us find out some answers. Air on the side of maybe safety. So the I think in the U.S. the the changes in heading for youth I think are fantastic. In the U.K. now, those changes are going yeah. forth, which is also fantastic. Um, but we need to have some real answers about what are the specific risks that uh, those variables those factors that increase people's risk for later life brain health problems so let's
0: talk about the research study that you're doing yeah. what is the target population that you're that you're looking at
2: so we are trying to recruit 2400 former soccer players age 40 and above Dwayne,
1: how old are you? Not forty. Not I'm 40. good. I'm not. I'm not eligible. Where's Kyle? Is okay. that, Yeah.
2: Is anyone in your team forty? Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. Louis and oh, Kyle. Luis and Kyle. Oh, Luis Luis
1: and,
0: Luis. Luis and Kyle. Uh, All right. We'll get Kyle back in. Okay. Cool. So yeah. I, we heard the forty part. Right away. <laughs> 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 he feels like he's still 15, but that's, but that's uh, no, right. no, he's so over Or at 40. least he accident, Right. Yes. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, uh, yeah, we're trying to get 2,400 former soccer players, age 40 and above, who played at any level. So we're talking about people who just played at youth level, or people who just played up through high school, never afterwards, or people who played through college, or people who then went on to more elite levels. We want everyone, and it doesn't matter whether people have symptoms or not, and it doesn't matter whether people know they had concussions or not, we want 2,400 former soccer players. We're also recruiting 2,400 former American football players, same deal, 40 and above, played at any level. Within the soccer group, we're doing something that is very, very long overdue, and that is we're studying women. Women have been unbelievably underrepresented in brain research when it comes to uh, sports-related brain problems. And so we're recruiting 1,200 women. So half of the sample of soccer players are 1,200 women, age 40 and above, who played at any level. Um, And what do they do once they join? It's simple. It's all online. You don't, you don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to put your head in scanners or have blood taken or spinal fluid or go through all these extensive things, which is like the rest of my research. Using that thing that, like, that they have that just like measures your head or something like that, right? Yeah, we're not, d- no, not no, doing no, no, that. No. All right. This is all online. Okay. And so people can wear their jammies if they perfect. want. Perfect, there you go. And just do it on a <laughs> computer. You do it in your bed. Yeah. <laughs> they have to do it on a computer, not a not a phone or, or laptop. you got to roll
1: out of bed. You? You, yeah. can, you can bring your
2: hotspot and do it on the side of the soccer field. And you're over 40.
1: Well, you
2: can't for some of it, you can. not Yeah. Um, so it's just a bunch of, it's a survey, basically. Okay. A lot of questions about your playing history, your medical history, all that stuff. And then a bunch of questionnaires about how you're doing. And then some brain games, some computerized brain games. Um, that's where you have to be on your computer. I don't like those. You
1: know, I, <laughs> so I like, like failed the concussion test without having a concussion. <laughs> so the baseline test, I had to keep retaking
2: um, yeah. because
1: I couldn't get the baseline. I was just like... I don't get it. <laughs> how do you feel
2: a baseline test? It's not a failure. They shouldn't have said that it's a failure. That's crazy.
1: <laughs> um, take it
2: like three times. Uh, but yeah, so it's it's an easy thing to do, and it's a way for people to help us find answers. You know, instead of um, talking about it and fearing things or not thinking about it, this is a way for people to actually contribute to the science by just doing this online. Assessment. So it's called. What is it called? Hits. How do you spell it? H I T S S. You're cheating. You looked at your. I did you looked I did at looked at, at your squeezy, I at, squeezy I, I, brain. I looked at the brain. Looking at all this sweat. I looked at the brain. So go to. I mean, this is my little pitch. Okay. Okay. Go for it. All right, here's got, the we pitch. We love marketing pitches. All right, I can I can use my radio voice. There you go. Right. Perfect. So uh, everyone out there, go to hitss. Dot org. please go to that website, and you can read all about it, and you can uh, then decide whether you want to enroll. And then you push a button, enrollment just takes a couple minutes, and then you can do the online survey over a two-week period, if you want, spread it out. Um, we need everyone, again, age 40 and above, played soccer or American football at any level, youth, high school, college, beyond, women and men, go to H-I-T-S-S dot And we're getting so much wonderful support from some pretty cool people who I think you might know. Um, people who are our ambassadors. These people who um, give of their time and their social media to help us Reach out and, and spread the word. People like Alexi Lalas. People like Brandi Chastain, Taylor Twellman, Linda Hamilton, Shannon McMillan, Amy Griffin, Kim Maslin-Kamendiener, Bruce Murray, Gina Lewandowski, Brian Dunsett, Sky Eddy, Yael Alverback. All these people are on our website. They have videos of you know, why they're supporting this stuff, why it's important. This is a big deal, folks. And so please go to hits.org, H I T S S, for Head Impact and Trauma Surveillance Study, and uh, sign up to help us answer some of those questions.
1: I mean, I think that's huge. When you say Taylor, to bald. I mean, we all know why his career was cut short, right, because of repeated head injuries, so I think that's huge when you have people like Taylor Twelman, and then you have some names that, you know, we know, but we, some that we don't know, but, you know, they played varying levels of the game, they played for various careers, so I think that's very important that you have, you know, like you said, youth, college, pro, high school, all those different levels to be able to really get that study.
2: Yeah, it's pretty amazing. When we were, this is a grant funded by the National Institutes of Health. And when we were submitting the grant application, and these things were really competitive. When we were submitting the grant application, I was so unbelievably thrilled, honored, that there were 40 former members of the women's national team. Those big years. Yeah. The
1: ones who... Got, Ameri- got couple, American soccer. Yeah, got some memorabilia man. in in some uh, areas, right? Yeah, yeah. Some yeah. World Cups, some Olympics. Yeah, just a few
2: things. like a you know, things, what, right? oh, soccer. We played that in the United States. Forty of those unbelievable women signed a letter of support
0: for this project because it's so important. So, when you talk about a research study this big and this extensive. Um, what goes into, you know, once you have the 2400, um, what goes into then assessing and, and, and uh, breaking down all the data? And then how long, how long does it take to put all that together? Uh-huh. And I, <laughs> I think that's the I, I'm always fascinated when I when I when I see research studies because I it, the time it takes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what, what does that process look like? That's a great question. Um,
2: and believe it or not. We're hoping this is a longitudinal study. In other words, people do it once, have yep. come back one year later yeah. and do it another time and then keep doing it year after year. But well, also every year
1: you're going to get new people that are turning 40. Right? Well, that's so right. The, exactly. The, yeah. So we're going to keep on adding new like people. about 12 years you might get me.
2: There you go. <laughs> 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 and what about Luis? Oh, he, he yeah. disappeared. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, So, yeah, so we're going to be analyzing data along the way because we're going to be able to get to our initial baseline recruitment goals, you know, hopefully in a year and a half from now, two years from now, before we complete the five years of the grant, um, and we'll start the analysis, and then, you know, as people fill out these things online, it goes immediately into this incredible computer database and fortunately I get to play with some brilliant folks uh, at uh, BU School of Medicine and BU School of Public Health um, who are data analysts, database managers. And then biostatis- biostatisticians, who are the folks who do the actual analysis and know how to understand risk and epidemiology. And we've got on this study uh, something called an exposure scientist, uh, you know, a doctor of, in public health whose focus is exposure science. Like, what? You know, how many cigarettes does it take to lead to something? How about lead paint? How about... You know, air pollution, those are the things that exposure scientists look at. Well, this is considered an exposure. It's an exposure to repetitive head impacts. These subconcussive blows from from heading. And so all of these people, all my colleagues, including folks from the University of California, San Francisco, who are a part of this, all will continue to keep coming together to look at the data do all the statistical analyses, answer specific questions about risk, and then publish the papers, one after another, to try to address some of the critical questions, like, does it matter what age you start? Does it matter what position? Does it matter what level of play? Does it matter what era
1: of play? Like, if you played in the 1950s, Oh, Is I that think different? the era, I think the era definitely has a bigger, I think that, I think you'll find out the era had a different, impact. What do you, impact. what do
2: you think the
1: impact of it's going to be?
0: I think that you'll see that. I think it depends on the, on the, depends on the area you're, you're talking about. Talking
1: about, I mean, I feel like older, I mean, I feel like they headed the ball a lot. Um, I mean, I think, I mean, you think about it, right? Pele made it cool to head the ball and do all these different tricks and stuff, Yeah, right? but I
0: also feel like the 60s and the 70s were probably not as rough as the 80s. Right. The, I feel like the, the 1980s, from a physical standpoint, were a lot rougher when you look at videos of the 1982, 86 World Cup. Um, Was it rougher, including heading? That, what do you I, remember I, that, about that? But also the, so I, don't, I don't remember much about the heavy. Yeah, uh, so you don't. You know but why? you think about
1: the substitution rules in the 60s, though, right? You, they, substitutions were popular. Like, they right. weren't common. So the players that were playing were playing all the time. So they might. It's going to
2: be interesting. Do you know anything about the ball in the 1960s and they 70s and 80s? Yeah, it so was a, wasn't a real soccer ball. They, they were, were heavier. heavier. They were, they were heavier. <laughs> it a yeah. you know, little heavier, and if it rained... They were something like ten times heavier. Yeah. Oh my God. They were made out of leather. Yeah. Uh. And they were bigger, and they soaked up the water. You would not want to head that. Like a medicine ball. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) That's right. A medicine ball. So heading wasn't really that big a deal until the ball became smaller, lighter, lighter, bouncier, and so it doesn't hurt as much. Yeah. You know feel it on your skull, you know, on your on your skin, but you still have your brain That's moving in and around and inside. And um, so, you know, we don't know. That's one of the things we're going to
1: be checking. It'll be interesting to see futsal, right? Because futsal a little heavier. Oh, it doesn't really go in the air as much. There's no heading. There's no heading, though. There's really no heading. Yeah, there's no heading. Uh, indoor soccer, so. yeah, there's, oh, yeah, there's, yeah. there's no heading. Um, yeah.
2: And then, what about women versus men? You know, right. there's a lot of research out there. First, about concussions in soccer, with women having much greater numbers of concussions. Those are the system, the symptomatic uh, blows, where people have symptoms and neurologic problems right away. But just from heading, now there's research to show that women have greater immediate changes in their brain without concussions, but just from routine heading. Some of the, the, the hypotheses are that women have uh, weaker um, neck strength. And so whenever they do head the ball, their heads move more. And that rapid movement <laughs> results in a greater change in the brain. So we don't know that. So we, don't, we need to find out these things. Um, And what about other factors, like um, uh, other risk factors for other brain diseases like vascular risk factors, people who have hypertension or um, diabetes? What about um, social determinants of health disparities um, that can have an impact on so many different conditions? So we're looking at all that stuff. But the only way we can do it and answer all those types of questions the people is to up. have people yeah, to yeah, sign 2, up. 2,400. 2,400 people or more. You know, yeah, yeah, if yeah. because of your podcast, we have 5,000 people tomorrow signing up or today, tonight, signing up and doing their assessment, oh, I'll be so happy. <laughs> we won't stop it at 2,400 former soccer players age 40 and above going to what's the website?
0: hits h i t s s You got it. I did. That's right. So Bob, before we wrap up, um, we're always curious when we have guests on as to why they do what they do. So why do you do what you do? Like why? How? how what did you what's get, your why? Yeah. How did you get to the idea of the the brain and studying Whoa. the brain? Oh
2: shoot! How many hours is this
0: thing? <laughs> we have a, we have another interview in like twenty minutes. So.
2: <laughs> um, you know, the brain is the most interesting, most complex thing in the universe. It is what makes us who we are, it makes us us. It is responsible for everything we do, everything we think, everything we move, everything we feel, everything. That's pretty cool. And then if you hurt it in some way, and my area has mostly been neurodegenerative diseases or long term problems later in life, if you heard it through any of these things, and the brain starts to be destroyed in some way, all kinds of interesting things can happen. Now, interesting from a scientific standpoint, and horrible from a personal standpoint. So I was an Alzheimer's, still am an Alzheimer's researcher. I've been for many, many moons. And that's one of the most um, horrible, sad diseases. It robs people of um, really who they are. And it's not just the patient; it's the family members. Um, it's this whole system. Well, CTE is a very close cousin to Alzheimer's disease. It's in the same, uh, same. Kind of group of neurodegenerative diseases but people hadn't studied it um and so i got kind of pulled into this serendipitously in around 2008 when i uh, was introduced to a guy named chris nowinski who's a former harvard football player and wwe professional res- wrestler um, who had to retire from Pro wrestling because of uh, one too many bad concussions and uh, post-concussion syndrome. Where he was horrible, he was awful, and uh, he, like a good Harvard grad, decided he needed to do some research into this. And he really started this whole focus on concussion in sports, and especially concussion concussion in American football. Um, so I met him and. Uh, Our group at BU's Chronic Traumatic Encephalopathy Center started then uh, with my colleague Ann McKee and me from Boston University uh, and Chris Nowinski, who is now Dr. Chris Nowinski, and Dr. Robert Cantu, who is a famous neurosurgeon concussion specialist. The four of us uh, came together and created this center at Boston University. And uh, from then on, I've been learning more and more about what we need to learn more and more about. In other words, the more we think we're learning, the more I realize there's so many more questions ahead. But to really get to your, to your, your question, my interest in it is because um, it's scientifically interesting, and it is a public health issue. And with soccer, It's potentially a gigantic global public health issue. But we don't know, given the hundreds of millions of soccer players out there around the world. um, And the fact that this is a disease of aging. And heading, and the frequency of the heading, and the numbers of people around the globe are only getting to the point now where people are aging into these diseases. And so I have no idea what to expect. And I sure hope it's nothing. Or if it's something, it's very small. But we want to find out what those risk factors are through the study. And then we're also doing work on trying to diagnose these things while people are alive so we can detect things early. And then we work with companies that are trying to create new drugs, medications that might be able to slow things down or treat people or prevent things from ever happening in the first place. Wouldn't that be cool?
1: Preventative care.
2: It's all about prevention. So one thing that can be prevented is uh, getting your head hit over and over again because does it make sense to hurt that brain inside that skull over and over and over and over over again when that brain is the most important organ in our body. I don't know, though, what type of repetitive blows are the important ones, what are the other risk factors involved. So that's why we need people to go to hits.org, H-I-T-S-S,
1: dot O-R-G, thanks. Um... Bob, it was. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Yeah, it's. I, it's it, I'm not scared anymore, but
0: it's been a pleasure. It's it's really been really cool, and I and I do want to thank you not only for coming on, but also for for asking the question and trying to look for an answer yeah. for for things. Again, it a lot of us sometimes maybe have the questions, but it, there's a few people that that have the the ability and the knowledge to to try to find the answer, and the fact that you're you're doing that and you're. You're taking that on from a from a public health perspective. I think it's, it's it's commendable and it's really really cool. So just just thank you. Really really appreciate it. Thank you very much. That means a lot to me. So a couple of things got announced this week. Um, one of which is the the FIFA football Awards, called the the best. The FIFA football awards. Um, so. They are going to the voting closes, or the uh, the the winners are going to be announced February twenty seventh. Um, so the finalists for the best player of twenty twenty two. Now, the performances are between August eighth and December eighteenth of twenty twenty two. Okay, that's the range. That's the range of which we're we're looking at this for. Right. So Julian Alvarez. Waller. Uh one of one of the start the, the standouts for the Argentina national team in the World Cup winning um run that they had. Uh dude Bellingham. From Borussia Darwin. Uh Big Benz is on the list. Big Benz. Uh Kevin De Bruyne. Erling. Uh, Hakimi. Okay. Vinny. Vinny Jr. Uh Robert Lewandowski. Sadio Mane. Uh Killian Mbappe. Lionel Messi Luka Modric Neymar and Mo Salah.
1: What would you what would you who would you say would be the from August 8th to December 18th? Of
0: December, December,
1: yes, yes. Basically, the day that the football, the World Cup ended. World Cup doesn't count, right? It does count. I still think you gotta give it to Ireland. Yeah, I mean, why not? Okay, why not? I mean,
0: I mean. So my argument to say no would be he didn't play in the World Cup he did not play in the World Cup yeah that would I, I, I that would be my that would be my um <clears throat> that would be my reasoning for it if I had to give you if I had to give you a reasoning for for the idea of why not um, it would be
1: it'd be that I mean, yeah, there's nothing he can do about his country. No, there's nothing he can do
0: about that. I just think it's an added thing. Now, you could potentially make the argument that, you know, Messi didn't have a standout season at PSG and Erling had a standout season. I mean, he's already scored more than uh, more goals that would have allowed him to win the the golden boot of the Premier League for the last like six years. Yeah, still like 20 games left. So um, I'll give you that. I, I don't know. It'll be definitely. It's it's interesting. I don't. I'm not sure what the answer is, um, I, but I do think it should be between. If I had to, my thought would be that it's somewhere between Mbappe, Messi, and
1: Erling. I think you got. It. I mean, Erling, what he's done in the Premier League as a young kid, baller in his first year. In his first year, fantastic, magnific, magnifico.
0: So I mean and and I will say that Mbappe like again scores scores a hat trick in the World Cup final, scores a fourth goal in the PK shootout, and his team still loses. So like even for him, I think individually, I think it was it was an unreal
1: individually, he's a great player. But yeah. I think that from a standpoint of impressive, early.
0: Yeah. All right. So that's the best men's player of the year best men's goalkeeper Andre Blake Unfortunately Andre Blake is not on the list. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry to burst that bubble for you. Uh but he is not on the uh he's on the list. Uh who is on the list is uh Allison Becker, uh Yasin Bonu, uh Courtois, Ederson and Emmy Martinez. I mean, I, it, it's, it's gotta be, I mean, Martinez to me for me, like it's gotta be, he makes two unreal saves one at the end of the Australia game that would have made the game two, two and one against uh, not only that, he saves the PKs against the Netherlands, um, saves the PK in the world cup final makes a fantastic save with his leg in the world cup final that, would have that would have given France a world cup right there and then? Um, so I mean, it, it's gotta be it's gotta be Emmy Martinez for me. You I you know I'm right, and I think that's why you have silence, that's why you're in full silence mode right now, is because you know I'm right.
1: I would say give it to the player. I would say give it to the player that early Holland scored the most goals on between August 8th and December 18th. What do you mean? Uh, whatever keeper he scored the most goals on in that time span. <laughs> it's like I'm, Messi gave out the 600 bottles of beer. Yeah, that's what I would do.
0: Um, all right. Uh, f- best men's coach. Pep. Pep is on there. Um, Regragi from Morocco. From the moroccan national team is on there for he was what he was able to do Lionel scaloni the argentina national team didier Deschamps from the french national team and then carlo ancelotti from real madrid
1: um i think that's hard when you put in the national teams i think that's hard because what didier Deschamps did most managers don't get to do that go back to back finals a world cup. And
0: not only that and, considering how many players France was potential, was missing.
1: Yeah, but just, yeah, the players they were missing and the fact that it went into extra time and mm-hmm. it was a dog fight. Like
0: Now granted for 75 minutes you got absolutely like
1: Maybe that was his plan.
0: Sure. Yeah, that's his plan. Makes up 41 minutes into the game that's his plan.
1: Man, um, you got to look they're going to they're going to they're going to ridicule you if you if you know, those guys don't play. Yeah. So he got him in and they got him out of there.
0: So here's 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 my argument for, for Scaloni. I'm not saying he deserves it, but I'm just my argument for Scaloni is um he this is his first coaching job. In the three and a half years that he's been a part of the national he's been the coach of the national team or four years or whatever it's been um since the twenty eighteen World Cup when he took over. Um he has played in two Copa Americas. Won one of them. He won. He won the second Copa America that he played, or that he coached. One World Cup, and he won it. Um, and then he also won that finalissima against Italy. So played four tournaments, won three of them.
1: I only know insane. one of the I
0: only know one other coach that in four tournaments <laughs> made three finals.
1: That Natalie Truitt? Yeah.
0: Sorry. In the first, first four tournaments.
1: In her, in her first time coaching ever.
0: Yeah, she should have been, she should have been nominated last
1: year. <laughs> I mean, the uh, first one she won, she had a pretty good assistant coach.
0: Yeah, I was there. Yeah, you're right. You weren't there. I was there.
1: Not for her first final, you weren't there. Not for the final,
0: but I was there for the okay. tournament.
1: I was at the I, tournament too, okay. Oh. I was I was rocking with the 13s. But uh, Uh, um, that was the that was the final where they said we can't get a free win. (laughs) That's right. Yeah. Um.
0: Yeah. I don't. I don't know. Just that one. I mean, I
1: think. I mean, the Morocco coach did the most with the least amount of time, so I could see where he would get it because I mean, that does make a ton of sense, right? You. You. Yeah. Did the impossible. Yeah. Except for winning it,
0: but um. We'll go. We'll go the other way for the women's side. Uh, women's coach, uh, Sonia Bompaster, uh from Olympique Lyon. Emma Hayes from Chelsea. Uh, Bev Priestman, Canadian national team. Uh, Pia from the Brazilian national team. Uh, Martina Vlastaklenberg from the German national team. On Stocklandberg, she should get it just for her name. I like. And the then uh, Serena Weigman from the England national team. I feel like it's got to go. Von Stocklandberg. No, I mean, she has a great name. The thing is, this is after the the Women's Euro, technically. But what Weigman was able to do with an England national team was was pretty impressive.
1: You're sleeping on von Stocklandberg. <laughs>
0: Um, so th- <laughs> um, all right. Uh, best FIFA women's player. Uh, there is a long list of players. So, um, Bon Matty from Barcelona, Dabinia from North Carolina Courage, Jesse Fleming, uh, from Chelsea, Ada Hagerberg from Norway, from Olympique Lyon, Sam Kerr from Chelsea. Beth Mead from Arsenal. Uh, Midama from Arsenal as well. in the Netherlands national team. Alex Morgan, the only U.S. representative here from the former Orlando Pride, now San Diego Wave. Uh, Is it weird? Does she North? play
1: for like a new team every year?
0: Yeah. Uh, for, She's been moving around a
1: lot. She has.
0: <laughs> from uh, Wolfsburg. Alexander Pop from Wolfsburg as well. Alexia Puteas, uh from Barcelona, who was uh, the Ballon d'Or winner. Wendy Renard, uh center back from Lyon, Kira Walsh from City now in Barcelona, and then Leah Williamson from Arsenal. Arsenal coming in with uh with that's who you should be supporting
1: fields, the Arsenal women. <laughs> <laughs> man,
0: you're just any chance you get to oh man, I love Arsenal fans. Um I, I don't know, I think Miedema is uh is a great striker. Um, but I also know that Alexi Boutez, even though she got hurt, uh, is fantastic. Uh, so is Sam Kerr for that matter, and and Jesse Fleming. So, uh,
1: good, that's a strong list. I mean, it's a
0: very strong list.
1: The men's list was strong, the women's list, I think, is stronger just because I think there's been a rise, yes, of competition and exposure. So, I think that you know, that's that's huge.
0: Um, I made a mistake. Alex Morgan was not the U.S., the only U.S. representative. The other U.S. representative is Alyssa Nair, who was nominated for the women's goalkeeper. Uh, so it's Alyssa Nair from the Chicago Red Stars. Um, Sandra panos Garcia Vilamil from Barcelona. Uh, Froms from Wolfsburg. Uh, Christiane Endler from Chile plays at uh, Olympique Lyonn. Uh, Mary Erps from Manchester United. And burger from Chelsea. So, and now on to the award that I think we probably like the most for us that FIFA presents. What word award is that, doing? Do you remember? We wanted to start our own award and we never did. The Puskas? The Puskas, man. <clears throat> Puskas award. Uh, three, three finalists for the Puskas award. Uh, I have my pick here, but there's three finalists. Uh, Dimitri Payet from Marseille. He's always scoring something crazy. He he scored a really nice goal. Um, Richarlison's goal against Serbia from the World Cup that like okay. half bike,
1: which was which Char- was really good. Unit the unibike unicycle. <laughs> yeah. um, a half of a bike. What is it?
0: And then uh and then um Marcin Oleski. Alexi, Mark and Alexi, Um in a amputee football league game. Um, and if you have not seen that goal, all you got to do is ty- type in on YouTube, Marcin Ole- Alexi, O-L-E-K-S-Y. Um, Duane, I know you're typing you that. You to do it in your right. radio voice, man. Marcin Alexi, M-A-R-C-I-N-O-L-E-K-S-Y. All right, you there watching you that go. goal? I mean, it's an unreal goal from amputee football. Um, again,
1: bicycle kick. I spelled football wrong, but they get the point. What? I spelled football wrong, but they get the point. <laughs> MPT- I mean, all you <laughs> gotta
0: do is just type in his name in YouTube or in Google, and it literally pops up, and like the third thing down is this Puska's award like video. Um. So, I that's my that's my pick. I just
1: think his goal is ridiculously good. I just got a black screen, so yeah.
0: All right. Well, good work. Um, and then FIFA does this thing called the the um the FIFA Fan Award. Um. So, Abdullah, yo, what? Abdullah Sulmi from Saudi Arabia. <laughs>
1: Um, Abdullah. Yo, how do you even? Yeah, that's a crazy goal. How do you even? Um, I don't even know how you can do that. So,
0: um, so the the best fan award, uh Abdullah. He's from Saudi Arabia. He traveled by foot from Jeddah to Qatar to watch the Saudi Arabia national team
1: beat Argentina.
0: All right. Well, if you're just going to be nasty about it, like, <laughs> there's no reason. Nobody asked for that. <laughs> nobody asked for that. It's rude. Um, Is that why you travel by foot? Yeah. The Japanese national team fans um, for earning worldwide recognition in general for be, staying behind for cleaning up after the games. Yeah. Uh, and then the Argentinian Argentinian national team fans. Uh just because they were that loud and that awesome
1: and millions of them traveled to Qatar for the World Cup. I mean, I think the I, fan mean, to, I think fan of the year should go to one of your coworkers who traveled by camel to one of the games. <laughs> uh, that is funny. Yeah. Um any anybody that anybody that took a non conventional way, I mean the Japanese, I, I don't want to downplay what they do because they do an awesome job and they do it for every sport. Yes. But anybody that took an unconventional way to get to the games at Qatar yeah. should get the fan. It should it <laughs> Camel should. walking through the desert. Yeah, whatever you did. There's no there's no interstate.
0: <laughs> there was an art there was this group of Argentinian fans that live in Europe that, that
1: biked. That doesn't count a bike to qatar they took a bike a bicycle if they had barked bike from argentina we would have counted that like a bicycle yeah from from europe to qatar no nah, you gotta you gotta go from your from argentina no nah. to listen i'll i'll, I'll make you, you this could deal. Bike, you could in theory bike from argentina to qatar you could you would have to um, go through russia
0: um i'll make you this deal doing i'll uh, i will i will I will f- travel unconventionally for the twenty twenty six World Cup.
1: Are you gonna walk from your house to Philly? <laughs> I give you props if you like skateboarded through downtown Wilmington.
0: Unicycle. Unicycle from my house to Philly.
1: got it through downtown Philly or Wilmington.
0: <laughs> on ninety five on
1: a unicycle? No, nah, you gotta go you gotta go through on thirteen.
0: Yeah, I gotta go thirteen?
1: Yeah. Oof. All right. Um on the unicycle? On the unicycle.
0: I don't even know if there's there's like sidewalks in part of the part of thirteen and
1: there's definitely go. no there's definitely not
0: no all right would okay. be all right though <laughs> all right so I got four years to learn how to unicycle or three and a half years to learn how to unicycle
1: start a GoFundMe for your um, GoPro go live we'll do the you'll do the podcast live
0: yeah uh can I get a can I get a unicycle with like training wheels nah. no no.
1: I mean, at that point, your kids are going to be riding bikes with training wheels.
0: Yeah, I mean, my kids don't already, want them. You don't want you my don't kids want them already ride bikes with
1: training wheels, huh?
0: My kids already try ride bikes with training wheels. Right, so you go. You don't want your kids making it funny that you have training wheels on. I mean, I'm not. I'm not the biggest bike rider ever. Um, I
1: I'm I'm pretty bad at riding a bicycle. Um, so, when people but, say it's like riding a bike, you're like, uh, uh yeah, that's not good. For, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, like particularly
0: I, don't part, I don't particularly like that. <laughs> um, all right, player of the match, playing soccer is like riding a bike, <laughs> not for Sebastian. Uh, all right, player of the match, um, my player of the match, uh, and I wanted to do this last week and I just, it, it kind of had slipped my mind with everything going on. Uh, goes out to Eddie Hawkins.
1: Eddie Hawkins,
0: who's Eddie Hawkins? Eddie Hawkins was the uh first native born black player to appear in the US national team.
1: I saw that the other day. Yeah. I did see that like two days ago. It was on the US soccer like Facebook.
0: Yeah. So um yeah, he got called up to the national team in 1984 uh against Ecuador. And uh yeah, he ended up playing there. So
1: my play of the match. I feel like I just watched some soccer. Well, I did watch some soccer. Um, but I think it's going to go out to my boys from Crystal Palace.
0: By the way, in FIFA 23, I am now managing Crystal Palace. So am I. Who in the who in the year who in the year that I was in a different team
1: in Argentina was relegated to the championship? So I'm in the oh, championship, no. and I get promoted. No, we're playing, my my Crystal Palace team is playing in the Champions League, and I'm struggling because I ran out of some money because I had to, like, you know, I got a bunch of 70s, so you need some 80s. Yeah. So you had to buy a couple guys, but um, I'm kind of struggling in the Champions League because, you know, you need that death to go Champions League, Premier League, FA Cup in January, so, yeah, we're struggling. I'm going to give it out to my boys from Crystal Palace, though. Yeah. Always, you know, always doing a fantastic job. There you go. On this day in soccer history. Notice we didn't say Ronaldo who scored four goals yesterday.
0: We did not. Yeah, I know. First <laughs> hat trick.
1: Like fastest, fastest four, not hat trick, uh,
0: fastest uh, four goals that he's, I think he's scored or something like that. No, it wasn't the fastest, but he scored four goals. Uh, First time in the history of that club that anyone scored four goals, something like that too, like I read. He's also now the player with the most amount of hat tricks ever. Um. I like 61 of them. Um, And 31 of them, he did it after the age of 28. So it's just nuts. Um, All right. On this day's soccer history, February 10th, 1996, uh, Ivana Bodetti uh, was playing in Italy. um, And he decided to pay half of his own transfer fee. So you can go play at Grimsby Town. <laughs> yep. Um, but on February 10th, they lost to Town, And uh uh you know, a, a month before they had beaten Loontown seven one, and now they had lost to him three to one or three to two. So uh the manager Brian Lewis confronted the former Juventus player. And uh, because of the lack of effort and stuff like that, and uh, um, and the confrontation kind of ended when uh, when Brian Lewis decided to throw a plate of chicken wings at Bonetti, <laughs> <laughs> and he broke his cheekbone.
1: Why waste a good plate of chicken? And <laughs> this and but it, but that's different in this time where it's chickens at a high price. Yeah, is it chicken or eggs? I don't know. Well, both, both but no one's complaining about everybody's kind of sucked it up now with the chicken. Oh.
0: Um, but yeah, so uh definitely Brian Lewis, uh not safe sport certified. Uh and if he was, he'd be suspended, uh, because you cannot throw a plate of chicken at your players.
1: Yeah, you can't yeah, you can't yeah. do that. You can't do don't throw chicken at all, especially when it costs a lot of money. But don't do don't don't throw chicken at your players.
0: Yeah. All right. Fair play of the week. Uh, my fair play of the week. Smash goes your out. players
1: with like a pie or something.
0: <laughs> fair. My fair play of the week goes out to all the 2023 babies. Um. Or actually, end of 2022 and in 2023. Uh. So big shout outs to KFC. K E and A D. All oh, your buddies. All oh, my buddies. All oh, my buddies having babies. So shout out to them and their, their significant others on their and congratulations on their new newborns. Future soccer players, hopefully. <laughs> I already know of at least at least a football team's worth of babies that were born this in 2023.
1: You see so they got are they all having boys and gr- or girls or girls are they mix they mixed? It's a mix. it's a mix. Oh, that sucks. I mean, why? You can play Cohen nah man you gotta you gotta team up and get your squad you get your squad right have them kids squad. up there in the backyard training he's still gonna do it good, good yeah, you boy. can talk trash to each other but like, yeah, well, i'll good better than yours <laughs> we was working harder we was working harder at the age of one <laughs> than you were <laughs> uh who's your fair play of the week my fair play of the week is gonna go back to myself um <laughs> Kudos to myself. 111 futsal teams coming to the that tournament. Really yeah, but you're right, Up from 56, good. up from whatever. We didn't have zero in 2021. So we went from zero to 100 in two years. <laughs> no, uh, but shout out to all the teams that are coming in. Um, it's going to be a great event. You know, let me get you a schedule. If you're listening out here, let me get you a schedule. Working on it. Um, yeah, shout out to them. Shout out to Ocean City Parks and Rec for putting on a futsal tournament. Just shout out to all the Parks and Recs. That are putting on futsal tournaments. Don't let don't let the brand die. Um, and giving opportunities for teams to play at a nice price. Yeah. A low price.
0: Yeah. Good job. Way to go.
1: A price where I could put two teams into an event. Or some places I can only put one.
0: Um yeah, good job. Way to go, man. Kudos, kudos to you,
1: sir. I was gonna say, you know, me getting a shutout, but I didn't get a shutout. out. <laughs> Chad, 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 uh, Chad Reed pointed a laser in my eyes. I missed a shot.
0: <laughs> you got the green laser. You got green lasered.
1: Dude, he was just like, just, I was like, oh, missed one. <laughs> almost, hey, almost three, almost three games with one goal. Chad just tells you because yeah. I'm playing some really bad opponents. Or I'm really good. <laughs>
0: um,
1: I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with the bad opponents one. We'll see. I got, I got a good. After next week, I got a good opponent. Good matchup. There you go. I'm going to bring and pull the VO out. There you go. Good.
0: <laughs> well, make sure you follow us on social media <laughs> at DE Soccer Podcast, at the Soccer Podcast. Thanks for joining us this week. And remember, always receive the ball on your front foot.